The reality is with prayer, the same thing as us talking. We're talking to God, we're talking to Him, we're communicating with Him, and we're talking to Him not in a disrespectful way, but in a reverent way. But we don't need to, we don't need to use big words. All right? We don't need to use these big words in order to impress God. You see, sometimes I think we think we have to impress God with our words. But God doesn't care how big a word you can use. We can use the biggest theological words possible, but it doesn't matter. But we need to understand something as well. And I don't know how many of you ever heard, anyone ever heard someone have a funny prayer? Like they were praying about the kid or whatever, and they may have said something funny when they prayed, and you just laugh because it was like out of the blue, and it caught you by surprise. You see, when you consider, how many of you, as a little boy or girl, you learned a special prayer for dinner time? Anyone ever say a dinner time prayer? God is great, God is good, we thank you, whatever. Right? We, we learn these prayers, right? We've learned the prayers when we go to sleep, right? Different prayers we may have learned. Well, here's the thing. The disciples who walked with Jesus, they were impressed because they saw how Jesus talked to the Father. And they wanted to learn, hey, how can we talk to the Father that way? How can we pray? And in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, it says this. He, talking about Jesus, was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. So we see here, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. When we consider that, his disciples want to learn how to pray because they saw the connection that Jesus had talking to his father. In the same way with us sometimes, when we think of some people, we can say, man, that person knows how to pray. Man, that person knows how to do this. Because we see that. You know, some of you try to look up basketball players and you think to yourself, man, I could try to emulate or imitate what Steph Curry does in a basketball court. I want to be that good. I want to try to get two basketballs and try to put them through my leg like Steph Curry does. I want to be that way. How many of y'all ever try to do that? And you all realize you couldn't do it? You could have do it, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. You could have done it, right? But you can't do it in the morning. All right. All right. The same thing when it comes to how Jesus said, his disciples said, we want to learn to pray. Now, we've, we grew up in this country where we've all heard people refer to the Lord's Prayer, right? And people will say, let's say the Lord's Prayer, and we all know if someone says, our Father, we'll continue on, Right? Right? We, 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 we've heard that in our schools, wherever we are, right? Because that's a cultural thing in a sense we like to do. If it was a perfect prayer, it would be something like that. But reality is, but Jesus wasn't, it's was not the Lord's Prayer. Jesus was showing the disciples how to pray. And we sometimes take it to mean it's about this prayer. But Jesus was showing a model to his disciples on how to pray. And this is how he starts off as we think of Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. It says this, pray then like this. Again, he's telling them, I want you to pray like this. I don't want you to use the exact words, but I want you to recognize and pray like this. What's the first thing we notice? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What do we notice there? He's talking to someone specific, right? He didn't say, 
And it says, and he could have said it, my father. But he's saying, our father, as some birds say, which art in heaven. He wants to make it very clear, we're talking to our father in heaven. We're talking to not our earthly father, not a person who we call father or dad. No, we're talking to our father. We're talking about the one above. So we should have respect, reverence. As you know, most of the time I will tell you this. I really don't care if you have no respect for me. I really don't. But let me tell you something. When we are in here, when we're praying, have respect for God. Because you know what? That's who I want us to respect. As you know, if you're disrespectful, you will go home. We don't know that. But the reality is that when we say our Father, we want to make sure reverence. We recognize that we're not talking just to anyone, but we're talking to our Father in heaven. It starts with, as we think of a model of prayer, they like to say acts. We think of adoration. We talked about how great and awesome our God is. How, you know, there is no one like you, God. We, we could go on and on and try to describe God, but we'll never get there. We recognize reverence. We recognize that we're, we're not talking to someone who is so far away, but we have access to, to talking to him. Do you realize that in the Old Testament, that there were only certain people who could actually talk to God? That people would have to go to the priests and tell the priests and tell them and confess their sins. And, and, and as we think of the book of Leviticus, they would have to get all these animals to kill. Do you realize that? That we don't have to worry about that today? That we have full access into talking to God? You know, for me, I remember there was a time, and today's society is different, but there was a time when my wife and I, we were separated. She was away in, I was away in school. She was somewhere else. We were what you call a long-distance relationship. Drew was in this a little bit. But in today's society, it's a little different. Because you know what we have today? We have technology. We have FaceTime. We have all these things. Guess what? I didn't have FaceTime or I didn't have none of that. All I had was talking by my voice. So you just talk. You had to learn to communicate. Even texting wasn't really that big of a thing. It wasn't WhatsApp the whole time. You had to talk. Learn to communicate. And you know what, what happens sometimes because you couldn't see the expression in someone's face? Sometimes you don't really know what they're feeling. You don't know how they are because you, know, you just listen to their voice. And sometimes if you really know a person, you can hear in their voice that something's wrong. But... The reality is that today's society, we have this full access that we can see someone's face. But now, as we think of our Father in heaven, we have this full access into talking to our Father in heaven. It goes on. All right? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Some versions say, may your name be kept holy. All right? So we continue, we're talking about how we need to keep the God's name holy. He is holy. He is awesome. There is no one like Him. We need to continue in order to say, you know what? I'm not just talking to my friend. I'm not just talking, because let's be honest. We're disrespectful sometimes to each other, right? What do you say? I, I tell you straight up, Bahamians, us Bahamians, we talk bad to each other. I'd be unreal. 
But we don't want to go to God in that way. We don't want to go to God and say, yeah, by what you're saying. No. We want to have respect. We want to have honor. May your kingdom come soon, as it says. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus wants us to look and we consider the kingdom of God. As we consider, we want Christ to come back. The reality is, is this. When we consider that, if we consider that the kingdom is coming, that Christ is soon coming back, what should I make us want to do? Repent? Okay. What else? Huh? Get saved? Okay. What else? Nothing else? Why, why would you be concerned about that? Why would you be concerned about the kingdom coming soon? May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know what you, you, know what you notice there? It's all about His kingdom. It's all about Him first. It's all about whatever you want, God. But you know we start our prayers a lot of times. Lord, please give me that car. Lord, please give me that money I need for that bill. Please, God, give me this thing and that thing. And We like to give God our, our wants and stuff first before we even recognize who God is. Lord, please give me that A on that test. You know I studied last night, but please give it to me. Amen. And you know we expect God to deliver that, right? We study, we ain't open one book, but we want God to give us an A. It don't work that way. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus' prayer changed direction as we think of, we were pointing up the whole time, all right? We were looking up, we were pointing to God, and we were saying, it's all about you, God. Now we look at how we think about ourselves. Jesus' prayer changed direction. Now after he focused on God, he begins to focus prayer on himself and those around him. This is a reminder that our prayers can focus on the here and now. Again, as we're talking about, we're not just talking about literal food, but we're talking about how God brings our needs, right? He delivers our needs. We don't get all our wants, right? How many of you had food tonight? You had food tonight, right? God delivered our needs. Now, some of us may have wanted something more. We might have wanted some soda, right? How many of y'all want some soda? Some nice little soda to wash that down with. That would have been good, right? But that ain't, you don't need soda, right? We had water. But I mean, it's sort of be good, right? That's a want. We don't need that. Water is something we need. You know, water is something that we can drink. That's all we need. But sometimes we don't look at that. So we think of adoration. And now we're going to talk about how we confess our sins. Verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Now let me ask this question. Did, did Jesus ever sin? No, right? Jesus never sinned, right? Now, when we consider how he's showing them a model to pray, he's telling them, look, you need to confess your sin. All right? But let me ask a question. When we consider forgive us of our sins, we could use, but we also need to forgive those around us. You know the problem with us as people? We like to hold grudges. I guarantee you this. That if I did something to you five years ago that got you upset, and I'm using, you know, I guarantee you will remember that. 
If I did something to hurt you, you would remember that. But if I did a positive thing, it would be harder for you to remember what I did for you positively. Am I correct? It's easy to remember the negative, but it's hard to remember the positive things. So again, we have this whole thing. Forgive us of our sins. We need to ask God to forgive us. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, there ain't no sin that's too great for God to forgive. So when we consider what Christ did, when Jesus came to this earth and He died on the cross, He paid the price for each one of our sins, whether how small that sin was or how big that sin was, why can't we forgive the people next to us for the small things? You know, when we consider, I know people who have gotten beaten up just for stepping on someone's shoe. I know people who have died for a dollar, $20. All right? The list goes on. Because we are so caught up in ourselves and we don't think about the big picture. But we as Christians, we need to think of that big picture. But the sad thing is that sometimes we are no different in the world. We hold on to grudges. We hold on to things that people have done against us. We don't want to forgive them. And some of you in this room might be right there. You may have been hurt by your parents. You may have been hurt by a brother or sister. And you're still holding on to that problem. And you know what that does to you? It eats you up. And it makes you bitter and angry against those people. Think about it. If there's someone in your life who, you know what, you really can't see them, you don't want to see them, that when you see them, it's like, you go the next direction. We probably have people that way, right? But we need not to do this. We need not to allow ourselves. And it continues. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, Jesus himself was tempted, right? And what did he use to come back to, to, to tell Satan? What did he do when he was tempted? What did he do? Quote scripture, right? He fought it back with scripture. That's what we have to do. We need to be in God's word. We need to understand that if we're not in God's word and we're not trying to do what we can for Christ, it's going to be easiest to fall into temptation. Temptation is real, right? Temptation is a real thing, a big problem that we all face, right? No matter how old you get, temptation is still there. And we all tempted by different things. It could be for guys, women, for girls, it could be guys, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be all these things we tempted by. Pornography, all these things we could be tempted by. The problem for us is this, what do we do? Do we try to get as close as possible to get, say, you know what, I could fight this temptation on my own, I don't need no help. And what ends up happening? We fall right into that temptation. We need not to be that way. So, as we close and as we look at this, and we've been looking at the last couple of weeks, I want us to look at it this way. Our Father in Heaven, thank God for being your Father and loving you personally as His child. 
May your name be kept holy. Show God respect by acknowledging how great He is. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Ask for God's will to be done in and around your life. Be specific by asking for His will in your life, your family, your friends, and your school. Now as we consider this, as we look up, now we're trying to, to look on each other. Give us today the food we need. Think about a need you have right now, whether it's physical, relational, emotional, or spiritual, and ask God to help you. Forgive us of our sins as we have forgiven those who are sitting us. Ask God if there's anyone that I need to forgive because of what they have done. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Let's end our prayer by asking for the strength to follow God and to choose Him no matter what. Here's how we, our point for the night. Prayer equals change when you pray like Jesus prayed. Prayer equals change when we pray like Jesus prayed. Again, this isn't the Lord's prayer, but He shows us a model how to pray. And when we follow that model, we please Christ. And He showed us exactly because as the disciples said, show us how to pray. Notice, were there any words in that prayer that you didn't understand? No, right? Simple words. God doesn't need you to use it. He, doesn't, he, he don't need a dictionary. But He don't need you to look in a dictionary before you go to Him and be, oh, let me see what big word I could use. He wants you to talk to Him. He wants to hear from you. And He wants you to be honest with Him because He knows everything about you. There's nothing you can hide. So I challenge you, talk to Him. Seek after Him. And ask Him to help you in your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for tonight. And we thank You for Your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And Father, we pray that you continue to be honored in our time together, Father. And I just thank you for each and every one who's here. Pray that as we go to our small group that you'll be honored in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.